Our reading today comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 24 through 34. No one can serve two masters. Either you'll hate the one and love the other, or you'll be loyal to the one and have contempt for the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. Therefore, I say to you, don't worry about your life, what you'll eat or what you'll drink, or about your body, what you'll wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds in the sky. They don't sow seed or harvest grain or gather crops into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more, much more than they are? Who among you, by worrying, can add a single moment to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? Notice how the lilies in the fields grow? They don't wear themselves out of with work, and they don't spin cloth. But I say to you that even Solomon in all of his splendor wasn't dressed like one of these. If God dresses grass in the fields so beautifully, even though it's alive today and tomorrow, it's thrown into the furnace, won't God do much more for you, you people of weak faith? Therefore, don't worry and say, what are we going to eat? Or what are we going to drink? Or what are we going to wear? Gentiles long for all these things. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Instead, desire first and foremost God's kingdom and God's righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, stop worrying about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Today is the fourth and final sermon in our series, Finding Joy in Chaos. In this series, we've been exploring four out of the eight pillars of joy from the Book of Joy, a conversation between retired Archbishop Desmond Tutu and His Holiness the Dalai Lama. To find joy in a time of chaos, we need perspective. We need to step back and take a look from the big picture. We need humility, that understanding that we can't control everything in our lives, and we need other people. Last week, we talked about humor, the ability to laugh at ourselves when circumstances don't really seem to call for it. And today, we're going to talk about acceptance. However, the word um, acceptance presents a challenge for us because usually when we're talking about acceptance, we're talking about accepting people who are different than ourselves. But that's not exactly the way we're going to take it today. In the Book of Joy, they define acceptance as the ability to accept life in all its pain, imperfection, and beauty. Acceptance is the opposite of resignation and defeat. To live in joy does not mean that life will be easy or painless. It means that we can turn our faces into the wind and accept that the this is the storm we must pass through. Today, I am preaching from a canoe, and I am canoeing beautiful lake, a beautiful pond in, in uh, Patrick Egan uh, Park. Nothing communicates acceptance of life's conditions quite like a trip to the Boundary Waters canoe area in northern Minnesota. Years ago, 
when our children, when my daughter was nine and my son was seven, we took a five-day canoe trip into the Boundary Waters. It was really fun. For those who are not familiar with the Boundary Waters, it is a, a park designated for uh, recreate, outdoor recreational activity. It's over a million acres of property. Um, its main features are the series of interconnected lakes. No visitors are allowed without a permit. The groups can only be eight people at a time and no, no motors are allowed into the park. Once you set off foot into the wilderness area, you are on your own. On our way back to the base camp, we awoke in the morning to a storm that was brewing in the west. As we ate breakfast, we could see that this storm was really moving in quite fast. So Peggy and I quickly packed up the canoes, cleaned up breakfast, loaded everything up, and got take and took off. Peggy and I were worried, but, but we tried to remain calm for the kids' sake. The children were really, really small, and they would provide little power as we tried to paddle through and navigate some really rough waves. So navigating two canoes in a windstorm that are full of gear with not a whole lot of power to help you and having a dog along with you that kept on wanting to jump out of the canoe and go swimming along the side of it was risky business. Even now I don't like to think about what would have happened or could have happened if we had swamped in deep water in the middle of a thunderstorm. What that outcome would have been was probably pretty bleak. As we pushed out of our campsite, the clouds darkened and the wind picked up. The water turned very, very rough. We decided the best option was to cross this big open expanse of water and go on the other side of this island that was on the other side. On the other side of the island, there was this channel that was kind of protected from the wind. We knew if we got there, we would not have to fight the rough storm. So we took off and made out and as we got going the wind came in and started um, crashing the side of our boats. The waves were coming over the edge into the boat and we were working perpendicular to the wind so each wave just shocked, shocked the boat, rocked it and took it to the point of tipping. It was hard for both of our children not to become terrified at the situation so we tried to encourage each other, us to the kids, the kids to us to remain calm. Each wave though kept on hitting and kept on hitting and all the way, all the time had to make sure that I was not getting too far away from Peggy and Britta in case something bad did happen. Just as we made it across that big open water and got into the channel, that's when the rain opened up, the thunder and lightning started to rip and we knew we had to get out of that metal canoe and out of the water as fast as we could. Luckily, Peggy saw a flat rock, a nice, beautiful opening, a perfect place to take out from canoes, so that's what we did. We pulled up to the side, we got out of our canoes, and we quickly jumped out and started setting up a tarp. And this is one of the most beautiful experiences in my life. We took this tarp out, and we put one flat edge to the wind, and we had it only about two inches off the ground. We ran a rope between two trees, and, uh, and flipped the tarp over the top. When we got done, we had this amazing lean-to situation. It was tight, it was secure, and it protected us from the rain and the wind. Once we got under that tarp, though, 
We started to eat cheese and crackers and trail mix. We broke out a deck of cards and played games um, all afternoon for about two hours. It was absolutely fun. It was thundering and lightning and raining all around us. And we just sat there and we played and had fun. When it was time to, when the storm had passed and it was time to get back in the canoes to head out, now the wind was at our back. So what we did is we took the tarp that had been protecting us. We tied it between the two paddles, the, the two children's paddles. And as they sat in the front of the canoe, we put the two canoes next to each other and we had them lift up their paddles to form a sail. With the wind at our back, we absolutely took off. We, it was almost like we were on a speedboat. To this day, all the children remember about that experience is joy. We accepted our circumstances. There was no other option. We made decisions based on those circumstances. Most of all, we accepted and adapted to changing conditions. In the end, there was, for us, joy of a great memory. A canoe is a fitting image to remember about acceptance. Canoes are vulnerable to conditions and their only power source is the person in it. The story about the boundary waters is a great setting because once you go in, you are, there's no easy way out. There's no quitting in the middle. There's no way that somebody's coming to, gonna come and get you. You have to work to get out. Acceptance of the conditions and working your way through it is why so many people love the Boundary Waters canoe area, or at least it's the reason why us who love it find joy in doing it. The focus text for today is Matthew chapter 6, verse 34. Stop worrying about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. We cannot place our hope, we cannot place all of our better days into a time and place we are not living in. Nor can we live in hope if fretting over what will happen tomorrow. We are given this day and these set of circumstances. If we hope to experience joy, we need to accept this day and find the best way to navigate it. What will complaining do and what will it get you? In full disclosure, I do worry about tomorrow. <laughs> to date, I have not discovered a way to stop. Also, I, I do complain about life not being as I wish it to be all the time. These are purely human responses to difficulty. However, we either get stuck in complaining, which is no way to live, or we discover a way through the complaining and, set, and, and accept things as they are. There is no better way or no better theme to preach this day than acceptance as we continue to move forward into the COVID-19 pandemic. We need to accept this is our reality. It is the condition we have been given for this day. Complaining and blaming is not going to help in any way, shape or form, nor is denying reality or acting as though it's all a hoax. I return to what Bishop Tutu said in the Book of Joy. To live in joy does not mean that life will be easy or painless. 
It means we can turn our faces to the wind and accept that this is the storm we must pass through. We cannot succeed by denying its existence. The acceptance of reality is the only place from which change can truly begin. I've been very open in how I discovered the power of contemplative prayer and how it's helped me get through some difficult times. It has helped me move beyond complaining and into acceptance and from acceptance into change. And I invite you to consider this very same option. Find a quiet spot. Find a quiet spot. Sit comfortably. Maybe it's on a pond, on a lake, in a canoe, and breathe. And remind yourself, in order to make the positive contribution to my present situation, is to accept the reality of its existence. Then consider praying a version of the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, the wisdom to know the difference, living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace. Then turn your face to the wind and accept that this is the storm with which we must pass through. You'll be surprised by the joy you will find. Thank mm-hmm. you.